what is up, heart, soul, humans. It's your boy, it's your friend, Zach Kaufman, here with my co-host, Neil. Neil, buddy, how you doing? It's your friend, Neil, here. (laughs) (laughs) It's your boy with his fresh haircut. I'm always talking about Neil's hair. Uh, Um, It's it's definitely noteworthy today. Uh, So, friends, heart, soul, humans, today we have a very special guest. Today we have on Jaden Grailman. Jaden is a spiritual teacher, a musician who helps people find peace so they can follow their passion and reclaim their power. Jaden believes that everyone's life is a reflection of what they most strongly to believe to be true about themselves. He specializes in transforming limiting beliefs that shape behavior, performance, relationships, health, and he believes that there's a version of you who is living your passion fully and being supported by that energy in all ways of life, kind of like a higher self, you know? Jaden helps you to tap into this magnetic energy, follow your heart's desire so that you can know yourself more deeply and experience the fulfillment of bringing peace passion, and power into all areas of your life. Jaden is a musician. He's a, he's a very good rapper, and he infuses his music with his energy of passion, higher consciousness, and self-realization. And you can listen to that music on all platforms. We'll get into that a little bit later. He just released an album. It's a hip-hop album called Grail Codes, Rhymes for Raising Consciousness, Volume 1. It's amazing. I, lo- I love listening to this. It is fire. It's so good. (laughs) It really is. And uh, the intention behind the album was to have an album that was a reminder of the love that you truly are beyond all stories of fear. So listen to it and allow it to bring you into higher states of joy, unconditional love and healing for the well-being of all. Jaden, thank you so much for joining us today. Mm, Thank you guys. You you guys are so sweet and I feel uh, like I'm in very good company. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. We were just telling you, obviously, before we hopped on this, that you just have like some of the softest, it's like a strong, but soft, beautiful energy, man. So it's, it's a pleasure to have met you and to be able to do this with you. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. So Neil and I, we like to ask people when we, when they come on, like, how did you get onto the path? Cause I think for most of us, we don't start as like, uh, people who are consciously spiritual, obviously we're all spiritual beings, but we don't start like kind of on this Bodhisattva like path. So or maybe some Jayden did. <laughs> that's even more interesting. Yeah. No, I read a book when I, when I was, um, uh, might've been 14 and the book was called um, the music lesson. Mm. It was called The Music Lesson, and the subtitle was A Spiritual Search for Growth Through Music. Mm. And in that book, uh, the, uh, the story, it was like a fictional fictional story um, about uh, a musician who was in a daydream. And, mm. and then this teacher showed up. And it was, it, it, the teacher turned out to be in his mind, but it was like this whole, like, hallucination experience of having this teacher and the teacher taught him about the laws of, of music, the, the laws, the, the kind of um, the different elements of music and what makes it up. And um, it talked a lot about vibration in that book and how everything is vibration. And, and I remember hearing that and just, and just going, yeah, that makes sense. Um, (laughs) And then I started to learn about quantum physics and how that's literally true is that, you know, at the core of everything is just vibrating energy. When you look in the atom and you look inside the atom and you see the, the particles and, and surrounding the, the things is like the, you know, the protons, the neutrons and electrons. And if you look in those things, it's just vibrating energy. So when people say it's all vibration, it's literally that. Yeah. Um, and there's certain uh, vibration has certain qualities to it. And I, I uh, learned, you know, early on, you learn about the law of attraction and all of these things. And I go, okay, there's something to that. But I had this underlying feeling of, yeah, but that's not it. Mm. That's like a little piece of it. Um, but there's, it's like, oh, I'm going to teach you how vibration works so you can get what you want. Mm-hmm. Like it's so mm-hmm. ego-based. Right. And so I, I learned, oh, there's more to it than just, that's not about getting what you want. It's about, it's about uh, ending suffering. Yeah. 
It's about, about how understanding how are. vibration works. Yes, remembering who you are, exactly. So there was all of these things and synchronicities that led me to like blow my own mind in the sense of go, oh, that is how it works. Oh, okay. So I started to understand it deeper for myself and kind of unravel my own labyrinth of suffering that I created for myself with uh, just partying and drugs and uh, you know addiction and 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 just um, and just like uh, really being so sensitive and really wanting to make other people happy and really realizing I couldn't do that it wasn't my job but but it, just this fear of disappointing people. Um, and I had to unravel and I'm continuing to unravel all of these aspects of our mind that keep us stuck, suffering, uh, outside of our passion. Um, and so your question was, how did I get started? Uh, it was probably that book was the first thing. And then, um, and then I remember just briefly, I, I started to experiment a little bit with psychedelics when I was pretty young. And then I remember having this one experience with mushrooms where I was sitting and I was just. I think I was looking at a couch and I could see that the, the vibrating particles that were actually like, it's like, Oh, this couch isn't actually a couch. <laughs> it's vibrating energy that it, I'm projecting with my consciousness to make it form into a couch, but it's actually just vibrating <laughs> energy that could take the form of anything. And, you know, yeah. realizing it's, Oh, it's all just one thing taking different forms temporarily so that we can learn about ourselves. So it's, it's kind of a wild giant answer, but... soup. Yeah. It's like this giant soup yeah. of vibration and like, wow, there's like no separation between my body and the thing that it's touching or the wall yeah. across the room. Cause it's just all connected in vibration. Yeah. That's really amazing. I love this quote. It says all things are, are simply temporary modifications of the one fundamental energy. Mm, yeah. I love that. It's uh, like Paul Selig's guides. Uh, they, they're a priesthood that go by the, the name Melchizedek. And they basically say, there is only one note played throughout the entire universe. And everything is just a gradation of that one note. Right? And so it's, it's, it's yeah. saying the same thing, you know, in the beginning, there was the word, right? That idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is, you know, I, one, a line in one of my songs, it says separation creates awakened art. And what that means is if there was only one... Yeah. If there's only one string on a guitar. I mean, the, there's no harmony, right? Yeah. And and so that's what creation is. It's going taking this one essence and moving it into these different aspects so that we can play a song together. And uh, uh, so that's the beauty of separation. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you know? yeah, you, you couldn't create. You couldn't even know what a coherent note or a co-resonant note was if there were if there wasn't discordance either, right? So it's yep. like all of exactly. it has has that function, has that purpose. Yeah, yeah. And just to uh, expand on that one one more briefly is that all opposite has a purpose. So, for example, you know, we talk about um, failure and success. We talk about mm -hmm. um, uh, oneness and separation. Uh, you know. Um, any uh, abundance and lack power and powerlessness. It's like the only way and, and what we are choosing in our reality, the, the only way we can learn who we are is by experiencing and learning who we're not. The only way that we can experience abundance is by uh, recognizing and seeing what lack is. Right. Um, and, and the only way we can experience oneness is by experiencing separation because if, if everything was one, I use this analogy. It's like, if everyone on the planet was the same height, you would not have any context for what short or tall was. There would be no context for it. So you can't experience abundance, success, um, unity, consciousness without understanding and knowing its opposite. That's the, that's the beauty of, of polarity of duality is like, oh, okay, I get to see what I am now. I get to experience that. You need to be fully separate to really be able to understand what it means to be one and together, right? Yeah. Or else we're just this homogenous like soup, yeah. like Zach was yeah. saying. And it's just yeah. like, it, it doesn't work. We don't actually get to understand it and what that really yeah. means. Yeah. 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 And it's this, this thing that's popping up in my head right now is the idea that gratitude kind of arises out of a field of lack or out of a field of nothingness. Like when we all sit here and we connect our hearts together and we feel this sense of like unity or maybe even and on a good day, a Samadhi state or something like that. And we feel really, really connected. 
it's like, wow, that unity feels amazing. I'm so grateful for that experience, but you couldn't be grateful for it if you didn't have individuation, if you didn't have single pointed consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You hadn't have gone through the shit first. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. One of the things that Neil and I will talk about sometimes is the idea that that your darkness holds your greatest gifts, right? And so not only is there this balancing of polarity, but even those things that we consider to be our darkness are in some ways, some of our deepest truths just kind of coming out sideways or coming out yeah. in, in discordant or dysfunctional ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Bashar often talks about the elastic band effect. And the elastic band effect is, you know, we will ex- pull ourselves so far back into the darkness and the strongest souls, he says, will bring themselves as far as they possibly can into the mm-hmm. darkness um, so that they then eventually give themselves no choice but to let go, to, to, to uh, realize, okay, that's not what I prefer and let go and get shot that much further into the light. So, um for anyone who's experiencing any degree of darkness, remember it's you're just pulling yourself back until you finally get, let go. And, uh, and then you're, yeah. Yeah. I the love other that, way. Dude. It's like as deep as you feel is as deep as you will heal and as deep as you will truly live. Yeah. Mm, fuck yeah. Man. Uh, <laughs> that's great. That was a uh, thank you. Uh, tangents are always welcome. And I'm glad we like, we like travel. You are a giant road. tangent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. our, our lives are tangents yeah. with, with random main roads in them. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing that I loved about like you, the way that you kind of found spirituality and the way that you found this road is that it met you where you were, which was as a musician. Mm-hmm. Right. I mm-hmm. think, you know, for, for me, I had read a book as well that was like more, scientific or whatever. It was like very like physics based kind of right off the bat. And, you know, I'm somebody who studies biology and physics. So I think it really meets Mm -hmm. us all exactly where we are Mm -hmm. and takes us where we're going. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a question that I really wanted to ask you. So you had over Instagram, remember we connected, you described this analogy of the way that you help coach people and the way that you help people heal themselves is the idea that and maybe I can let you describe it better, but you know, the idea that everyone is watching their life as if it's on a projector and people keep trying to change what's coming through the projector, sorry, rather than changing the point of view through which they're watching the movie. And I was really curious how you started to develop that belief system and that approach. What were some of the experiences that led you to that conclusion? Mm-hmm. Or maybe mm-hmm. rather that that point in consciousness. Well, you know, it's been it's there was there was a couple experiences that I had early on that went, oh, okay, the world is a projection of my own mind, mm-hmm. and you know, I could I could share dozens and dozens and dozens of experiences. Um, it, I, I'm just experiencing it every moment. It's like, it, it, you know, it's like my my partner is always going to be reflecting back to me what I believe about myself. You know, it's like, I feel, uh, you know, I remember experiencing like shame and guilt and self judgment and all of these things. And, and, and I would, uh, hide my truth and not be honest and, 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 uh, just have such immense self judgment. And then, um, I believe as we're raising our frequency and realizing more of who we are, dishonesty and lies can't they have to be brought to the light. It, it, it just, there's no other way. Like lying is a, at a certain frequency. Truth and honesty is at a completely different frequency. And if you're raising your energy, it's like these, these lower energies, they, they have to integrate. So, you know, all of the self-judgment and stuff, I would, I would share with my partner. Eventually I had to share some, some things that were challenging for me to share. And, I, and, and she would be so triggered and so mad and so upset. And I realized it was just a reflection of how I felt about myself. You know, it's like anything anyone says to me, I've already said to myself many, many times, Yeah, you know, that, and, and I realized, and once I started to forgive myself and see myself as innocent and let go of my self judgment, I noticed that, that she would then start to see me like that and, and see herself like that. And, you know, as I would start to heal and transform, I would start to see people in my family start to reflect back that energy to me, you know, uh, within their own life. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's as simple as we are always exactly what we say other people are. But, you know, the moment I say, 
you know, your, your, uh, anything, whatever, whatever it is I'm saying you are, anytime I judge you is actually what I am the moment I judge you. And you will reflect back to me that energy. It's just the way of it. And every single experience in your life is going to prove that to you. So what's it like for you when that comes up in the moment? Are you typically someone who sees that right away in real life or are you reflecting on that after the fact? Well, it's, it's, you know, it's different all the time based on yeah. my own, my own kind of where I'm at, uh, emotionally and, mm-hmm. and whatever else, um, triggers arise that I, you know, but more and more as I continue, more, I continue to do self-inquiry. It's like, I cannot get upset without going, this has nothing to do with you. I know this has nothing to do with you, even though I'm feeling the upset and I'm, you know, it's like, I know this is something that I'm believing to be true about myself. That isn't. So I just need to take a moment, do some inquiry, look at what I'm actually believing because I know, you know, you know, like expressing anger to someone else or being mad or pissed off or whatever it is, annoyed at someone else is completely pointless because it has nothing to do with them. It's all about, you know, I'm, you know, I was believing the thought that you shouldn't be mad at me. And, uh, you know, when I question that thought, oh, this person shouldn't be mad at me. Is it true? Well, what's reality? They are. Okay. So they are mad at me. So they shouldn't be mad at me. Is it true? What's reality? They are. So, okay. No, it's not true. You know, how do I feel when I believe the thought you shouldn't be mad at me? You shouldn't be upset. You shouldn't be triggered. How do I feel when I believe that thought? I feel upset. I feel triggered. I feel mad, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, I just go through this inquiry. Who would I be in this moment without the thought? My partner should not be upset with me. My partner should not be yelling. My partner should not be, my parents shouldn't be judging me. My kids should behave uh, better. Um, I should be further along. Who am I right now in this moment? If I could not believe that thought, yeah. My partner shouldn't be mad at me. Oh, I'd just be, uh, I would just be, I'd be accepting. I'd be at peace without that thought, you know, and, and deeply understanding as well. Yeah. Just understanding, compassionate, seeing clearly. And I say confusion is the only suffering when I'm believing a thought that contradicts reality. I am confused. My partner shouldn't be mad at me. Reality is she is confusion. Right. And so I, I use the uh, questions. I love Byron Katie. I love her work and I use her questions in my own work and my own process with clients and whatever. It's just inquiry. And I love the turnarounds. You know, I'm, I'm sitting with the thought, my partner shouldn't be mad at me. Thoughts creating suffering. I, I, I work through these questions. Who would I be without that thought? I'd be at peace. I'd be gentle. I'd be just accepting of her process. I turn the thought around. We have a way of being... Um, 100% right about reality, but just totally backwards. <laughs> so, so you take your thoughts and you turn them around and that's correct. So you're, you're right, but you're just totally backwards. And so I, you know, I turn around the thought, my partner shouldn't be mad at me. Okay. Well, what if I turned it around to, she should be mad at me. And I go, and I look at that thought and I go, okay, is that, could that be more true? Well, reality says she is right now. So of course she should be Right. And so she should be mad at me. And I just sit with that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, I, now I'm agreeing with reality. That feels better, mm-hmm. you know, and you can turn it around in many ways. I shouldn't be mad at my partner. Um, or she shouldn't be mad at me. I shouldn't be mad at her. What about that? You know, what if I wasn't mad at her for being mad at me? Yeah. You know, how, how would that feel? You know, and you just sit with the turnarounds. It, one more is I, I shouldn't be mad at me mad at yourself for being mad you know, that's exactly yeah, what my mind just, went on the yeah. first one i was like i shouldn't be mad at me hmm. <laughs> yeah, just, all right you just accept myself yeah exactly sit with that turn around and go okay now i'm at peace now i'm available for my partner because i know she's just believing something that isn't true too so now yeah. i'm available to to love her you know, and this applies to your partner. It applies to your job. It applies to your boss. It applies to your business, mm-hmm. your kids, your sister. Everything in your reality is a projection of your own mind. And when you yeah, question what you believe, we see we see people change their life in five, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Um, 
you know, in their business and their health and their relationship by the simple realization that what they've been believing for years is not true. Yeah. And by rejecting it, you stifle the flow of that energy through your life, which that energy is always trying, the the universe is always trying to gift you, right? Your soul is not doing Mm -hmm. these things to punish you. It's just trying to gift you with higher wisdom, deeper understanding, deeper states of love. And the more you reject that is the more that you're saying, I know better than (laughs) God about (laughs) about how it is to find love. I know better than the well and source of all love, how to find love. Yeah, dude, yeah. it's the ego, right? Yeah, who, like needs, taking... who needs God when we've got your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but my opinion is God, so... <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. It is, and it's it's the shadow part of it, too, in this moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's, one, it's one trillionth of it. Yeah, you know, the thing that, that popped up when you were talking about, like, well, maybe she should be mad at me. Like, that that reflection or that turnaround in the question was, okay, she should be mad at me. Because she is. And if she is mad at me, then she should be, right? There's like, re- like reality is always unfolding exactly the way it should. And what mm-hmm. I thought was like, that must be really enlightening for your own emotional states of being like, I shouldn't be mad at this person. I shouldn't be jealous. I shouldn't be insecure. I shouldn't be this. And it's like, well, I am. So maybe I should be like, yes, maybe I'm exactly. right. Maybe I'm right where I need to be. Yeah. You cannot transcend what is not fully accepted. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as soon as I reject it, it's uh, there's no transcendence of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to stick around and it's going to repeat itself on a loop over and over again in different ways. I'll I'll uh, I'll share this analogy because it's really good. Um, so picture yourself in a uh, in a square room, four walls around you. And the, all over the walls are springs. There's springs over all of the walls. And some of the springs represent energy that you prefer. You know, passion, joy, excitement, creativity, love. And, and some of the springs represent what you do not prefer. So judgment, resistance, fear, lack, scarcity, all of these things. And I, I love the quote. It says, validate what you prefer without invalidating what you don't prefer. So what does that mean? When I invalidate what I don't prefer, positive vibes only, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to invalidate those negative vibes because uh, it's not good, right? When I invalidate negativity, say negativity is bad, it shouldn't, shouldn't be around me. I just want to push it away and not just stay with this positive stuff. What I'm actually doing is I'm bringing negativity towards myself. Because exclusion is a negative act in and of itself. One of the lines in my song is says, positive vibes only is a negative idea for the fact that it excludes negativity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because any separation, <laughs> any separation is born in fear, right? So you're just claiming fear whenever you try yeah. and push something away. Yeah, you give it more Exactly. Power, right? And so see the springs because... Yeah. And one of the, one of the, uh, the five laws that Bashar shares, one of the five laws is what you put out is what you get back. And we all know that we've all heard that we all experienced that. It's the same thing I said, like your life is a reflection of what you most strongly believe to be true. Being out these beliefs, you're getting them back. And so with the Springs, for example, there's the Springs I prefer, there's the Springs I don't. When I avoid something, when I push it away, I don't acknowledge it. I'm actually pushing on that negative spring and it has nowhere to go. Because everything, another one of the five laws is everything is here and now. Everything. So when I push something away, it doesn't have anywhere to go. There's nowhere else. It's just right here. And so I push on this negative spring, uh, this, this fear, this lack, this avoidance. I want to avoid my fear. I don't want to look at it. It just comes right back to me because it's a spring. It has nowhere to go. So don't, don't avoid negativity. Acknowledge it. Look at it honestly accept it, accept where you are. Um, don't try to be further along and, and, uh, and just, just, uh, lovingly accept those things and, and don't try to invalidate negativity because that's just how you bring it towards yourself. And I love Byron Katie's quote. She says, um, until you can look forward and when you start doing inquiry more and more and more, you start to look forward to the worst that can happen. 
because you know there's nothing there's nothing that can happen that you can't find a solution to on the inside. So you go, okay, life bring to me, like you said before, life is always bringing me a gift, bring to me whatever is relevant for my journey, because I know that my life can never be the issue. It's only ever my own thinking and beliefs about it. Yeah. So there's, there's nothing that can happen that I can't find freedom from. So then you start to go, okay, I'm open to whatever needs to happen, however it needs to look. I'm not, I'm not resisting anything. And that's, it's just a you know, part of our, our journey to, to, to look at where we are in fear um, and perpetuating that energy. And when we do open ourselves up, we also open ourselves up to tremendous grace from the divine mm-hmm. as well. It's those moments <laughs> where you're, you're just so stuck on something that like, you just can't for whatever reason, accept or let go of or something. And you just have a moment where you just rest as consciousness and you just feel that you, that, that there, there isn't separation, that there's just one consciousness manifesting throughout the entire universe and that you are not just the thoughts, but you're the spaciousness that surrounds the thoughts. And you feel, you, you get to watch yourself thinking, you get to watch yourself feeling. And from that place is this warm energy of just pure love where you just look at yourself almost as if you were a child who just fell off their bike and you're like, it's okay. You'll stop crying eventually. Like you just, you just learned by falling off the bike and you almost get to like feel yourself like you said earlier, as innocent, as, as essentially innocent because it's like you, you don't quite understand yet. And you get to have this moment of, of grace from the divine. And that's just what that Mm. makes me think of. Mm. Jane, I feel like there's a moment out there for you that all of this just hit home in your heart. Like you were going, your mind was telling the story and you freed yourself from it by going into your heart, by feeling that truth, accepting it, surrendering to it. Is there a moment that really sticks out for you? You know, it's, it, I just feel like we're creating such a resonance in this call but it's like I'm just mm-hmm. going. I'm just in this like state where it's like I just don't have any thoughts. It's just like hard to not pull out. And and you know I could go searching and go. Okay, was there a moment when this all hit home? And I can only say no. I can only say no because it's always hitting home right now. I fucking knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to be like yeah. it's always now. Full like, presence. It's always now. Yeah. 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 And there's been lots of experiences where you know, it's like, it's like every day it hits, it yeah. hits every single day. And then like, I love this, this idea. It's like, there's no permanent enlightenment. There's only enlightenment now. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, I could say, Oh, you know, I found clarity today. Feel good. I feel clear. Um, it's like, you know, I might be believing a stressful thought. Like one, one of my biggest like once has been, I'm somehow just a bad person. You know, I'm, I'm just like somehow like, like just tarnished at my core. You know, this has been like a belief that I've carried, um, with sexual stuff with, um, that's been, it's been mostly to do with that. There's been a mm-hmm. lot of like, just shame with my own oh fantasies and porn and all of this stuff going, Oh, I'm just bad. I'm just wrong. It's where that people you know? pleasing comes from, right? Yeah. If, yeah. if I please, if I please people, then I have to be a good person. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You got to overcompensate because you think you're bad. Oh, I've got to fix everyone else because I'm, I call it false innocence. I've got to go, mm. go to do all of this stuff so that I can actually feel innocent because I don't Forcing feel like it. I'm innocent already. Right. Yeah. So if for me, just to tune into your question for me, sexuality, fantasy, porn. There's been a lot of shame for me around that. Um, and it came up in my relationship and I lied about it for a long time and that created a lot of disharmony and eventually it all came to the light. And I started to see, okay, um, that I believe the core wound of humanity is sexual. Mm. That's just my belief. Um, uh, all of the shadow around the planet, I believe it all stems, everything stems from sexuality. Um, but like, you know, a lot of the deepest, darkest shadow, I believe is to do with that. And, uh, we all have our own versions of it. And my family, everyone's family has their own version. Ah, where's the sexual trauma? Oh, it's here, here, and here. It's everywhere, you know? Um, and as a grail man, 
um, <laughs> I started to connect to the symbol of the grail and I believe it to be a symbol of divine feminine consciousness, the receptive container for creation. And, uh, the, uh, I started to realize, Oh, I'm, I'm connected to that symbol. And then I realized, I didn't even know it was, Oh, it's in my name. There's something there for me. Like that represents the grail. And to me, you know, it's, um, again, divine feminine consciousness. I feel very connected to the lineage of like, you guys said, Christ consciousness. Um, and, uh, like, you know, spanning back through time, the Knights Templar, these different societies that were holding these teachings um, of divine feminine energy because the the church and the Roman empire, whatever it was at the time in power was actually distorting that and, and um, wanting uh, the um, wanting to uh, stifle the feminine, right. stifle the feminine consciousness, yeah. the feeling that was all intellectual, masculine driven. That's what they wanted society to look like. And it's, this is still an issue. Um, and my essence and passion has been, uh, it, it, and just natural uh, expression is to bring balance to feminine energy. And I believe that has a lot to do with sexuality. And uh, um, I had to bring, do a lot of my own healing and self-forgiveness because men are programmed in our society t- to be a very distort everyone, but, but men I'm speaking to are programmed right. through media and advertising and access to um, porn and just all of these distortions of sexuality. And I remember, you know, being at my most open time going, okay, I can search anything. And so let me just like explore that and then explore my own body and all of these things. And then it became, you know, anytime someone's not around, I'm looking at that and I'm just programming mm-hmm. my mind to be always focused like on like vanity, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then as you know, we begin to awaken, we go, okay, that, that is so well, one innocent it's, it's an, it, you know, it's like, I desire to feel connected. I desire to feel love. I desire to feel pleasure. I desire to avoid pain, innocent, innocent, innocent. Yeah. This is the way that my society has taught me to do that. This is a way that's been easy for me to avoid pain. I'll just, just, uh, just jerk off, you know, whatever it is, you know, and it leaves you feeling disconnected and disconnected and disconnected. And, uh, so I had to, uh, that was been my big healing is, has been to look at all of that and see the innocence in it and also see, okay, all these patterns that I've developed actually don't serve me for what I actually want because the, 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 I, what I want to do is not avoid pain, but heal it, you know? And so that, that's been, that's been a big one for me. And I think for a lot of men. Yeah, man. I I resonate with that strongly. Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll be very vulnerable here and say too, like I, that's been my story as well. Like all the shoulds that we keep talking about, right? Like the way we should show up, the way we should act, the way we should behave. And then freeing yourself from that to discover what that true state of being is. For me, within sexuality, like Zach knows this, I have a very feminine erotic body. I have a very feminine, sensitive physical body. So I actually prefer to be touched and have it be a very pleasurable feeling experience where like, okay, put some hands on me, grab me, twist me, put in, put your hands around my neck. Like I should be the one doing that, but I, my body deeply enjoys that as well. And it's freeing and it opens up so much more pleasure and connection to the self and the body yeah which is great because you hold such masculine strength and to be able Mm -hmm. to like bring that honor and that like you know reignite the sacredness of that feminine sexuality right it's beautiful you know for me it was having a family full of sex addicts a bunch of men in my family who were sex addicts and essentially taught me from a very young age before i had even hit puberty that if you're not with a woman if you're not always having sex, then you are not a man. Right. And I had to, I'm still relearning that to be a man is not to take from women. To be a man is to protect the feminine. It's to protect people. It's to be, it's to look out. It's to hold space. It's to hold consciousness and honor for everything and everyone. Yeah. 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 And in through the thread of all this, I see is this, the healing is the forgiveness of the part of yourself that hasn't done that at times. And for, for myself, for all of ourselves, mm-hmm. and for the people that are um, innocently confused to think that that's some kind of a solution. 
to, uh, to whether to dominate in a negative way, to control, to um, it's comes from this deep sense of powerlessness and lack and fear that I've got to go then that control others. Or if I have this, then I can validate myself or think that I'm somehow worthy. Um, and just to see the innocence in that and to see that it's just, it's just confusion. It's like, Oh, you're confused about your own power. You're confused about your own, um, uh, connection to your source. You know, when you feel disconnected, then you go to something to fill a hole, whether it's sex, whether it's ice cream, whether it's, um, uh, whatever the form comes buying things, you know, validation. It's like, we all have coping mechanisms, uh, for this deep sense of disconnection that doesn't actually exist. We've just been taught. This loneliness yeah. comes from this denial of the divine, like the inherent divine yeah. that, that lives within all of us. That is all of us. Yeah. yeah, It's like most of us weren't given an example of what it looks like to be a divinely connected human being. Oh, oh nope. And that's no, our it's journey. like, we're, di- we're just, we're given an example of fear, lack, scarcity, suffering, um, coping. That, that's, that's just most of what we mostly grew up in. And I'll just briefly share this idea. I love this is that we are all born into microcosms of the collective unconscious. Yeah. So we're born into microcosms of the collective unconscious called families. And these families embody the patterns that are um, occurring in the collective consciousness of the planet. And they're little mini versions of like, here's all the beliefs in the collective within our little unit. And we're born into these families to absorb all of those patterns within ourselves so that we can uh, transform all of those energies from the inside out. Yeah. So, so we came to absorb the energy so that we can know what we're actually here to transform because we have it in, in us now. And, and uh, that's how, you know, star seeds we come into the family we get born and then we you know develop we transform ourselves and that extends to our family our lineage our generations back generations forward it's like a multi-dimensional healing that we're all playing a part in now yeah this yeah we've talked about this actually on an episode before too is this this resolution of past familial lineal karma as well as that which moves forward you know it's yeah yeah and That's those amazing. who are supposed to receive that from you, right? The growth yeah. that you receive for yourself, I get to receive through you and learn and expand through that as well. That yeah. that which you heal within your field creates also within your field the possibility to heal that wound. And so everybody yeah. who touches your energy in any way gets that download into their field yeah. as well. And that's ready yeah. for them whenever whenever their path opens to that. Nothing exists within a vacuum. And you were talking about all of these ways in which we, all of these ways in which we cope with the pain that we hold that are separate from the connection that we always are. And it's like, what kind of what popped up in my mind was that my heart rather is that we try to avoid pain. And the only way that we can avoid pain at the level that it's created is to imbalance the energy that already exists, is to take some of the pain off of ourselves and, in, and invest it into somebody else or to something else and to just create discordance and disbalance. But the only way to truly resolve this is to elevate to a level of consciousness above it and to allow for its transmutation and its healing. Yeah, it's so good. And I often talk about um, the motivational mechanism and it's, it's the mechanism that uh, is, it, it results all human behavior comes from this mechanism. All human behavior, there's no exceptions to it, no exceptions, is we will always move towards what we believe serves us. Keyword belief. Um, we'll always move towards what we believe serves us and we'll always move away from what we believe does not serve us. Keyword believe. So if I'm choosing something that I say I don't prefer, I say I don't want to do, yet I continue to choose it. This is for everyone listening. If you continue to choosing something that you say you don't prefer, that you say you don't want, that you know deep down does not serve you, yet you continue to choose it, 
that can only be if you have underlying beliefs that say it does serve you somehow. So all you have to do is become aware of what those are. So you, you can ask yourself the question, what do I get out of doing this thing that I say I don't prefer? What, what benefit do I get out of it? What does it give me? Whether that's pleasure, whether that's uh, avoiding pain. And that's the other question. What does it help me avoid that I don't want to look at? Because that's a way of avoiding pain. It's like, oh, if I go focus on this thing, well, it helps me not look at this thing I really don't want to look at. So what's that thing you really don't want to look at? And if you realize and you, you, you become aware, okay, I, I choose this thing, whether it's smoking or whatever the pattern is, drinking, eating things I don't prefer, because it helps me avoid this feeling, this uh, sense of lack or whatever it is, what's the belief that you're avoiding? And if you can become aware of that and start to really look at that and, and do inquiry on these beliefs that you're holding that you really don't want to look at and you, you realize and you do, do the work of self-inquiry, then, then there's no reason to continue choosing that thing that you know doesn't serve you because you've realized that the reason why you were choosing it you know, you can, you can work through that. Like it, it, it doesn't, it's not, it's not something you have to continue choosing, but if you don't take the time to go, okay, what am I getting out of this choice that I say I don't prefer? What does it help me avoid? And really write it all down. And, and then that's where your work is. It's like people go to try to change the pattern. Oh, I'm going to use motivation to try to stop doing this pattern. And that will work if you really try hard, but then the pattern's just going to come back because you haven't got to the root of it. And that's why the work I do is with the subconscious narratives is that like I, I keep choosing this, whether it's smoking cannabis, because I have this deep sense of um, like failure, like I'm not doing enough. And because I feel that and I, and I have all these things that I want to do, but I'm afraid of doing, instead of looking at that, I'll just smoke cannabis. And then that will make me feel some kind of relief from this, all this pain. Or whereas if you try to go into the motivation side of it, you're just forcing yourself forward and you're missing all of this insight that could otherwise really free you. Yeah. And others. Yeah and, yeah. and usually you'll just attract yourself to situations, circumstances, people that force you back into you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It, it, it just doesn't work. Motivation doesn't work in that sense in the long game. It's just a, it's just a bandaid. Yeah. It's, well, it's ego derived motivation, right? It's the, it's the will of the small self rather than the braiding of the small self's will with that of the higher, that of the, of the divine, the inherent truth. Mm. Um, so actually one of the things that I wanted to ask you was, you know, how, if you believe that something needs to be understood by the mind in order to be resolved. And in some ways you, you answered that question. So what I'm really interested in is, you just, you have, you have such, such a beautiful heart, man. Like you're the, the energy that radiates out of your heart is so palpable and it's so aligning where in that process of uh, almost kind of like rummaging through the drawers, like rummaging through the subconscious and where into that process for you, at least does the heart subsume that which it finds. What does subsume mean? Oh, sorry. Uh, like, uh, sorry. The, the way that I'm seeing it is like the radiant light of your heart surrounds that, which you've discovered that, which is in shadow and illuminates that, which is within it. So like where in that process does the heart meet the mind for you? Mm -hmm. Well, to me, the heart and the mind are the same thing. You know, it's like the, when my mind is closed, my heart is closed. When I'm confused, my heart is closed. When I, be, when I become clear, when I have a clear mind, when my mind is open, my heart is open. So they're just, they're the same, it's just, it's just, they're the same thing. You know, it's like everything is contained within the field of my mind. And the way of the heart is that which embraces all things, trusts all things, loves all things and transcends all things. And so, you know, I, I think of the energy of the heart as The energy of the heart, 
it's just such a such a transmission it's like you can't even talk about it <laughs> <laughs> it can only be felt experience yeah. yeah yeah you know it's like the the i can look at any uh feeling that arises within the body or thought that arises within the mind and i can see that those feelings and those thoughts with perfect innocence and so that's to me is is the essence of the heart it sees all things clearly there's a part of you inside that knows the truth that always knows it that's unwavering and there's a part of you that's chosen to depart from that and and become confused and that's what i was talking about before is like when my mind is clear my heart is open you know and if my mind is unclear my heart becomes closed it's just gonna always work like that and so if i'm suffering all i have to do there's two things i could say two parts to this to make it very simple anytime you're experiencing suffering the first step I would say heart first, head second, which means when you're experiencing some kind of trigger or suffering or challenge, usually it's because you're avoiding feeling something that you're feeling. So what is that first step is to say, okay, that feeling that you're avoiding, stop for a moment and just welcome it in. Just say, okay, this feeling, I'm just going to allow it to be there just for a moment with no resistance. And that's what I'll guide people to do is just close your eyes, just allow that feeling to just be there and let it, let it have its life. That's all feelings want to do is they want to have their life. And in that you let it have its life. Now you can use the the mind to question what you're believing, right? Because the feeling is always a result of a belief right? It's always going to be a result of what you're believing to be true. So once you allow the feeling to exist, stop resisting it, then you can go, okay, what must I be believing to be true in order to feel this way? Yes. You know, and then you can question that belief. What I, what I like about this is that, I don't know if all of you feel this, but there's a stillness to this, right? And what comes up for me is, you know, the reactions to our emotions are never true. They're programs that we learned about how to, like you said, avoid those feelings, how to avoid something or get something pleasurable. But when we hold space for feeling, for feeling our emotions, all emotion, all energy holds truth. And the truth that will align our lives more fully exists within that emotion. So what you're saying about giving it space and taking a moment to feel it is like almost like allowing it to speak its wisdom. That's it. I think that's the biggest challenge people have is not feeling what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's why working with someone can be so powerful because it's like you get permission from someone else to stop and feel it and question it, you know? And in that, you, so much clarity comes from it. It's incredible. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and on the other side of that, on the other side of that, that clarity, this is the way I kind of just define how the process can look is the miracle is the shift in perception. You know, I was believing something to be true. I realized it wasn't true. And now I'm sitting in that place of who I am without that thought. And I start to live my life, you know, without that thought, the miracle was the shift in perception. The synchronicity is life reflecting back to us that shift we've made inside. So, you know, you might be fear, you know, might be fearing something about money and you have this just profound shifter goes, Oh, I'm, projecting a future that doesn't exist. I've always, and I always have everything I need and more in this moment. I don't need more money. All I want to do is follow my passion and my joy in this moment. And I can do that with no fear. And you, then you do that and you take action on that inspiration. Then the reflection back to you is that state that you've cultivated within all this abundance, people coming and, you know, this action, because it's like, you realize you didn't need it. 
in order to be at peace, in order to follow your joy. You didn't need anything to change. And then everything changes. That's the paradox. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I was talking to you before about the projector and the projected. You know, it's like I change the projector. I'm in a fight with my partner. I go off in my own inquiry process. I realized everything I was believing wasn't true. I feel total peace and forgiveness for her. I come back to the house and she had the exact same shift. And I go, okay, I shift, she shifts. You know, it's just, it's, it always, life will always reflect back to you the shifts you make. Yeah. You know, and last piece I'll say on that about change. How do you know when you've changed? How do you know when you've actually changed is when you come up against the same reality, the same experience with your partner or with your business that you had a challenge with before and you respond different. So it's like, you don't need the situation to change in order for you to feel better. You change, then you respond to the exact same situation in a new way. That's how you know you've changed. And then that's when the situation can change can itself change when it knows that you're not dependent on it changing in order for you to respond in a new way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you're smiling in the mirror, you're sitting in the mirror and you're waiting for it it to smile and you go, I'll, you know, I'll smile when you smile, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Oh, I love that. You'll wait forever. Yeah, man. Uh, It makes me think like, you know, in, in, like enlightenment is not a destination. Enlightenment is where you're at at any moment. It's merely the acceptance of everything that is. And it's just, there was, there was more I wanted to say to that, but I'm stifled. Just, yeah. you just did, you explained everything yeah. so well. Well, you know, it's like, it, it's like the, the, uh, the opposite of enlightenment is confusion. So I'm, I'm, I'm having the thought I should be further along. I should have more money. Um, I should have more clients, whatever your situation is. You have that thought, that thought arises in your mind, like a cloud passing. You identify with it and go, that's really true. I should be further along. Then you're confused. You question that thought. I should be further along. Is it true? Can I absolutely know that it's true? What's the reality? Am I, you know, you start to look at the reality and go, okay, maybe it's not true. And you go, how do I feel when I believe this thought? I should be further along the heart constricts, you know, I start to feel tense. I start to try to make up for this feeling. I I go try to make money, right? I do all these things. And I, and this is the result of me believing this thought attaching to it. Who would I be if I couldn't believe that thought? I should be further along. Ah, enlightenment. Yeah. You know, in a moment. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's how I describe enlightenment. It's like, I'm either attaching to the thought where I'm questioning it. Yeah. I'm either attaching the thought and creating from this feeling of unworthiness. Well, like, oh, I should be further along. So let me just prove my worthiness through this feeling of unworthiness. Or I can just let it go. Yeah. Just let it go. I should be yeah. I should be further along. What's the opposite? I shouldn't be further along. Hmm. And I always just uh, compare it with reality. Okay. I shouldn't be further along. Oh, because I'm not. No one can be further along than they are. <laughs> no right one can where we need to be. Than they do. Yeah. Like, think uh, about it. Think about it. People want more money than they have. They want to be further along than they are. They want to be skinnier than they are. Who could ever be, ha- have more money than they have? It's not even a possibility. You're always going to have what you have. <laughs> You're always going to be as, as the, the weight you are. And I always say, people say, what's my purpose? I say, your purpose is to be the weight you are, to have the color of hair and eyes you do, to uh, sit in the chair you're sitting in, and to uh, talk or not talk. It's just what is right now. It's your purpose. It can't not be. You know? And I think that's the perfect place to round this up. I know we're rounding up on time, so I want to respect that for you. But I wanted to give you, Jaden, a bit of reflection as well. You know, who you are and just your pure expression of being is just full heart, full love, full surrender to the divine as is, to life as is, to the self as is. And that's really, too, when I was listening to your music, that's what comes through. It just feels like pure, loving expression and truth. So I wanted to really compliment that you to you and give you that reflection back, brother. 
it is amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that reflection. Yeah. Yeah. it's uh, such a transmission man i mean I, t- I told you that morning i was like i was really trousk all, all up in my mind getting ready for work that morning i was making breakfast and i just like pressed the first song i'd never listened to your music before i pressed your song and like the first note rang through and like my heart just opened i was like this guy mm. is on something <laughs> like <He's> real <laughs> yeah yeah Yo. this guy's real yeah and on uh, the real man like you i was telling zach about this like there's a lot of spiritual rappers i don't quite enjoy them you are a spiritual rapper at its finest you are a spiritual musician nice. at its finest brother so thank you thank you oh that's so nice to hear and and i'm so glad that that the music yeah uh, like just makes you guys happy and brings brings you into a good space and uh is a good reminder so thank you so much for or, uh, yeah, vibing with me on all of that. Yeah, man, feels it's really a vibe. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are awesome. I want to yeah, give you yeah. a chance as well to share a little bit about your music, your album, your work to our audience, because I think they would absolutely love you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So new record just released. You can get it on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube. Just type in my name and the album's called Grail Codes. Get it everywhere. Um, yeah, and I, all I would say it would, would just be listen give it a listen and, and, uh, enjoy it. Um, always helps me to put things on playlists and stuff like that. It helps spread the music further, but I, yeah, I would love to hear, uh, how, how it feels when you tune into it. Um, anything else I wanted to say about that the music, um, lots more to come. I mean, I'm just, it's, it's, it's a streaming and, uh, feels really good to share and, and, you know, I care less about the album that, that, than I care about what the album represents and the album represents everything we've talked about on this call, you know, and, uh, the, the, really the healing of, of the heart and, and soul and, and returning back to what you actually are. And like we said in the beginning, like letting go of everything that's unlike love, uh, and anything that would keep your peace and happiness at arm's reach, the, the, the music is a transmission of, uh, that energy, that reminder. Um, so I hope you, yeah, listen to it and enjoy it. Um, thank you. And I will definitely be, I, I know the way it works too. So I will definitely be subscribing and saving. And I ask yeah. everyone else in the audience to please do the same. If you enjoy Jaden. Um, and if anyone is interested in working with you, you work with people too, as well, right? Yeah. Okay. So what does that look yeah. like for you? Yeah. So I do one-on-one coaching and, um, you know, it's like I said, in the beginning of the call, if you are a person who has a dream, a vision, a passion that, which you, we all are, we all are, and you are wanting to act on that more fully and, uh, integrate the limiting beliefs that would keep you not acting on it only thing that can fulfill us is acting on that thing that brings us joy. And the only thing that can stop us is the beliefs that we've picked up from our family, from our friends, from society, from schooling that would, uh, that are actually not true, (laughs) you know, and, uh, the, the, we can hear about this and talk about it and hear teachers talk about it and learn about it and read books, but working with someone one-on-one on integrating the fear-based beliefs that prevent you from actually taking action is so powerful. I mean, like you can listen to channelings for as long as you want, but unless you're actually doing the work, which working with someone one-on-one gives you permission to really sit down and do, um, then you won't, won't act on it and you won't be happy, you know? And, and I want to see you happy. And, and the, the last thing I'll say about the coaching Um, And you can just message me on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you. I'm doing some things with my website right now. So Instagram, send me a message. If you feel called to this energy, we can talk about, you know, what that might look like. Cause I kind of customize things for every individual person. Um, But uh, you know, that, that passionate energy, the beliefs that say, well, if I, you know, if I did just go ahead and act on my passion more fully, well, you know, I might fuck it up. Um, I, I might not support me financially. I'll have to let go of everything else that, that I do. Um, I won't have enough energy for it. It'll wear me out. All of these things I can guarantee you are not true. They come from the confused mind that wants to stay confused. And when we work together, that confusion, it gets cut through like a knife. And 
the clarity and the excitement and the inspiration that comes from that um, is will change everything for you. Not only for your emotional and excitement and inspiration experience, but also all the results you have in your life are all a reflection of that. So, you know, the amount of money you make, the kind of work you're doing, the, the clients that, you know, however your passion looks, um, you are designed to be supported by that. Um, so that's what I do. So yeah, I would love to work with anyone who's listening and, um, yeah, feels good. Thank you guys. Yeah. Beautiful. Such a pleasure. You guys are so awesome. Thank you. And we love having you. Um, and where can people find you? What's your Instagram? Yeah. Uh, Jaden, Jaden underscore Grailman, J A Y D E N underscore G R A H L M A N. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram like that. And, uh, yeah, I would love to connect with you, uh, more personally. So definitely reach out on there. Boom. Thank you, man, so much for coming yeah. on. This was, this was a, this was a pleasure, uh, thank man. Thank you guys. Yeah. All right, heart, soul, human. Well, you heard it from Jaden Grailman. We thank you for being on with with us. We thank you, Jaden, for being with us. So, in this episode, with the big heart of love, we love you all and can't wait to see you next week. <laughs>